ready to have an unbelievable experience with God. You know, I used to when I got up to talk, every time when I talked, are you ready to see a miracle? Are you guys ready? Hey, man, well, get ready. We're going to see God do something in a mighty way. You know, we're continuing our messages on our mission statement. I'm sure all of you know it by now. We create, create opportunities for people to encounter God and experience unconditional love. You guys, that's what our heart is, where you can receive a purposeful life. It's hard for me to say that word. To be personal, in other words, to do something right, live good, and joyful life. Hey, you guys, forget I'm an old man. You know, uh, I don't mind telling you, two weeks I'll be 82 years old. But you know, hey, the Bible says I've got at least to 120. That's what they said. And that's what I want to talk about no matter how old or how young you are. God has something for you to do. And I'm going to talk a little bit. I told you a little bit about my story a few weeks ago or a month ago. And I'm going to talk a little bit how God totally changed my life. And he wants to do the same thing in your life. Now, let me ask you something. When you have something you had never done before and it comes up, do you do it your way or do you seek God? Let's be honest. Which way do you do uh-huh. Well, I want to tell you, would you guys mind me telling a few stories? I got a, I got a couple. Maybe I'll tell more. But let me ask you something. Many years ago in China, this young girl, 11, 12 years old, her, her grandmother had died, and she was going through her grandmother. They brought all her stuff to their house. She was going through her stuff. And to her surprise, she found a Bible. She didn't know what it was because it was against the law back in those days in China to have a Bible. So she took it in her room, didn't tell her mom, and began reading it. And she got more and more excited as she read that Bible. It was telling her things she'd never dreamed about. And then she got to the New Testament. She started reading about Jesus. She got excited. She got so excited, and when she got that he gives you rivers of living water, she wanted it. With nobody preaching to her, just the Bible, she received Jesus. Got on fire for God, began telling all her friends about it. Mostly it was her young friends told them, but then other people got to hear about them. They wanted to hear about it. And so many people received Jesus. This young girl started a church. Didn't know how to have a church, never heard of one, never saw one, but she started sharing the Bible in this church. And after many, after many days, many weeks and months, one day somebody in their church died. Well, these two people come to the pastor and said, Pastor, how do we have a funeral? She said, I don't know. We've never had one. You guys stand out here and pray, and I'll go in this other room and read the Bible and pray to find out what God says about having a funeral. So they patiently waited. They waited and waited, and finally she come out. And they said, Pastor, did God tell you how to have the funeral? And she says, no, he doesn't talk about funerals. 
but he does talk about how to raise somebody from the dead. So that's what we're going to do. And they prayed, and the person was, was raised from the dead. Now, what do we do when we have a need in our life? Do we seek after God? Or do we do it our way? For most of the time, we'll do it our way. But I want to talk about how, when you have an encounter with God, when you experience Him, it can change everything in your life. I want to read the scripture. It's Acts 26, 18. To open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. It talks about going in the darkness and light shines and you walk out. I want to tell you a story about a young man I met many years ago that God hit him in the face, chipped his tooth, and it changed his life. Now, that boy, that boy actually believed that and never told him different. You see, this boy was raised in a good Christian home. His mom and dad loved God. They went to church every Sunday. So he, he grew up like that. He had an older brother and a loving family, loving mom and dad. And his life was good. Then he goes to high school. He's 10 years old. And he noticed this group of boys that everybody was looking up to. Well, he wanted to be a part of that crowd. And so this boy began meeting with them. And they finally let him come in. And he wanted them to like him. So he began living like they were living. He began drinking. He began being physical with girls. He, he began to smoke pot. See, they were leading down a path that he had never experienced in his life. But he wanted to be like them. And he, he did this for 10 months. The boy was 16 years old. He did this for 10 months. His life was not good. His mom and dad knew something is changing in their son's life. And it worried them. And deep in, even though he was doing all this stuff deep inside, he knew something was wrong. One day he came home. Nobody was home. He laid in the floor and cried. He, he didn't know why, but he cried because he knew something was wrong with his life. But he didn't change. He even got, when he came in the house, he'd run to his room and shut the door and stay until it was time to eat because his mom and dad would ask him questions. Then one day, his dad said, Son, let's you and me go out together and go to the movie. He didn't want to go. The boy's name was Jimmy. He didn't want to go because he knew that dad would say something to him. Very silent in the car. They were driving the car. And all at once, his dad turned to Jimmy and said, Son, I have something to tell you. And Jimmy said, Oh, here it comes. And this is what his dad said, Son, I love you. That boy thought it like hit him like a ton of bricks. It was like God was saying, I still love you. But Jimmy didn't change. It went on and on. And one day he came home, just like he always did, shut the door, went in his room, but his brother was there, home from college. And the door didn't shut. And Jimmy was talking to one of his friends about going out that afternoon and smoking pot. His, his brother heard him, ran down the hall, Mother, Jimmy is smoking pot. Well, Jimmy heard it and got mad, stormed out of the house. And he looked up as he was running down the sidewalk 
and saw his mom standing in the window crying. But he still went to his friends. When he came home that night, his dad called him in the room and said, Jimmy, you will not leave this house for 30 days. You'll go to school and come home. It was a long 30 days. He couldn't wait to get out of the house. And finally, it ended, and he went to school and went to his friends. But there was a new boy that was leading his group of friends, and he was tough. In fact, he just got out of juvenile prison. And he was saying things that Jimmy really didn't agree with. And this boy realized that Jimmy didn't like what he was saying because Jimmy knew it was wrong. This boy turned to Jimmy. I don't like you. We're going outside, and I'm going to beat you up. And all his friends began to cheer because they were going to see a fight. All of Jimmy's friends who, who thought was his friend. And he goes outside, and Jimmy puts up his hands. He had never fought before. And all at once, bam, he was on the floor, on the ground. That boy had hit him in the face, and he looked up and said, I can't fight this guy. He got up and ran home, stormed in his room, went in his room crying. And he said, God, was that you that hit me? You see, he realized those guys wasn't his friends. And Jimmy knew he had to change. So, and then he remembered a man at church. That every time he went to church, he'd always come up to Jimmy and said, Jimmy, how's life going? I've always talked to him. The man was really nice. And Jimmy remembered him. And so Sunday morning, his mom and dad was shocked when he was dressed ready to go to church. They went to church, and he looked for that man. He found him, and he went up and said, can we meet? I need to talk to you. And the man said yes, and they met a few days later, and Jimmy told his whole story. And this is what this man said. God loves you unconditionally. And when your dad said, said, I love you, even though you was doing bad, that's the same as God saying, I love you. He met with this man week after week, and Jimmy totally changed. He began to experience a God like he never had in his life, and he realized what, what real experience with God is like. It's like what he wants all of us to have experience, and he wanted to live for God. See, the last two years, Jimmy was in the 10th grade. The last two years would have been the, could have been the worst years of his life. But they were the best because he was following Jesus. And he had friends that was Jesus. And he told that man when he left to go to college that I'm going to college to learn how to help people like I was. You see, that... God hit this boy in the face. He believes to this day, I, well, I hadn't seen it, talked to him in many years. He believes this day that it was God that hit him in the face and it woke him up. You see, Jimmy could look in a mirror and see his chipped tooth. Nobody could understand why he didn't get that fixed, that tooth fixed, because he wanted to remind what God did in his life. Folks, what about you? Have you had an experience with God that changed everything in your life? That's what God wants to do. I will tell you, you know, I've told you my story. I'll admit, I've been in church my entire life, but I wasn't always passionate for God. I love going to church. I love, love listening to the messages, singing. I love teaching the Bible to people. I even love going out. We used to go out on a Tuesday night, knock on doors, witnessing, leading people to the Lord. 
I enjoyed doing those things. But I was comfortable with a ho-hum, normal Christian life. What I thought was a normal in a life. You see, I was raised in church, good church, with a loving family. But they never talked about spiritual things. They never talked about a relationship with God, that you could have an intimate relationship with God. I was taught that everything in the Bible is true. I was taught that God loves you, loves everybody. I was never talked about anything supernatural. I was taught we are go out and witness and lead people to the Lord. Now, it was good. Then I told you my story that I went to, to Guatemala on a mission trip, and one night I saw a woman crippled from birth, her body twist back into place right before my eyes. Well, you can imagine someone with no faith for that, I almost fainted. You know, you see someone this tall, they come that tall in a few seconds. Her right leg was twisted backwards, and I saw that happen right before my eyes. I went to my room that night. Something exploded in me. Something came into me that I'd never felt in my life. I knew God. I loved God, but there was more. You see, I'd read the Bible my entire life. I taught the Bible. I knew the Bible. But I saw something that was impossible. I thought it was impossible. But I hungered for God because I, want, I knew he loved me. I, I loved him. I served him. But I knew he had so much more that I had missed all my life. Now, let me ask you something. Have you missed something in your life? Has God wanted something for you? And you overlooked it. I had most of my life. Even though my life was good. I'd led a lot of people to the Lord. I realized there's got to be more. Because I saw a God that, the, that I read about in the Bible all my life. I saw him do something. After months, after months of crying out to him. Then one day he told me. He wanted to use me to bring faith to the body of Christ for healing. You can imagine what I thought. You're nuts, God. I might have said that. I thought it. You're crazy. Me, I'm a nobody. I've never been to seminary. I'm no great person. I'm a nobody. You see, that's the way I saw myself. Even though I'd led a lot of people, I was a leader in a big church, I saw one miracle, and I guarantee you I had no faith for it. It wasn't my faith at all. In fact, I was shocked because what I saw was impossible. And then after weeks of wrestling with God, because that's what he wanted me to do, one morning I got up and said, God, I don't know how, but I will do what you want me to do. You know what he told me? Same thing he tells you. All I want is someone to be willing to go. He's going to do it. When you read the Bible, there's many other people that was thinking the same way I was thinking. What about Moses when he met God at the burning bush? What did he tell God? I can't speak. What about Jeremiah? He ran from the call of God. He said, I'm too young. I can't be responsible for that. What about Gideon? I'm the least in the least tribe in Israel. I can't do it. 
You see, all of them, three men, plus me, was thinking the same thing. What about when Moses sent the 12 spies into Israel? I mean, into the promised land. You know, God had promised them this, this land. He sent 12 in. They came back. What did two say? It is everything you said, God. It's a land of milk and honey. It's ours for the taking. But what did ten others say? There's giants. They're going to destroy us. Now, what can poison the minds that ten men poison the minds of a whole nation? They lost their destiny. Ten men said things the whole nation of Israel lost their destiny. They were promised the promised land. So what words, what was I thinking when I said, I can't do it, God? Moses, we're all saying the same thing. We can't do it. It's too much for us. Have you ever said that? Have you ever said those words? I can't do that, God. It's not possible. What if these great men of God had said no? Remember the, how, how long did the nation of Israel wander in the desert? Was it 40 years after, after they said no? Man, when God calls, we say yes. You see, when I said yes to God, when I finally said I will do it, Something changed in my life. I, I can't explain it, but I felt different. I felt different. You know, I, it's hard for me to explain how I felt when I said yes. And what was amazing, when I opened my Bible, a Bible I'd read all my life, it was a different Bible. I thought, God, where's this Bible been all my life? I'd taught it, I'd read through the whole Bible many times, but it was different. You see, the scriptures became alive to me. Same thing for you. You see, I had experience with God that changed everything in my life. At first, I fought it, but that's the key. When you experience God, encounter God, do you say, I can't do it, or you say, God, I will do it? It will make all the difference in the world. You see, the Bible totally changed for me. And the Lord, my entire life, I was 54 years old when I saw the miracle. And I'd been a Christian most all of my life. So for 35 years of being a Christian before I saw that, God had so much more for me. But I was comfortable with my everyday life. No more. After I saw the miracle, no more. You see, so many of us get comfortable with our everyday lives. We get comfortable doing through the routine, going to church, going to a meeting, going to home group. But God has so much for every one of you guys. He has something for every one of you. What if I hasn't, haven't... See, when I saw the miracle... And I had that encounter right there. Man, I was going to God. I wasn't going to give it up. I was going to get something. And I mean, I did it for months. And it happened. 
If there's something in your life and you seek after it with all of your heart, it's something God wants, it's going to happen. But the key is, do you seek it with your heart? We have to get sick and tired of living a, a, just an average, normal life. We're not normal. We're God's children, folks. And when I said yes and God changed my life, I've seen hundreds and hundreds, hundreds of people touched by God. Many of you in here have, have, have been, and we've seen God do amazing things. What if I'd have said, I can't do it, God? You see, I'll never forget the time an 11-year-old girl spoke for the first time in her life. When she spoke, the presence and glory of God just flowed through that team we were on. It's just unbelievable. You see, the mother and father heard about us. Their little girl was born without a voice box, impossible to ever speak. She was 11 or 12 years old, beautiful little girl. And she heard about us, and they brought them to our meeting, brought them up to, to, to one of our teams and said, can your God heal my daughter? And we began to pray. The mom and dad was crying. The little girl was crying. Well, you imagine the whole team was crying, too. You know, when a mother begs, because the mother was begging us. And we began to pray. In a few minutes, one of us said, looked in her face and said, Jesus. The little girl said, Jesus. First word, that's Jesus in Spanish. And then she turned to her mama and for the first time in her life said, Mama. Can you imagine what happened to the mom and dad and all of us? I just told our team to quit the night before. Too many people would see a miracle and get excited and holler, and I'd say, we need to be calm. Well, I wasn't very calm. I wasn't, I'll tell you, I broke my rule right then. You know, when you see a little girl that had never spoken her life, spoke. Well, folks, the mom, the dad, they were laying on the floor crying. A lot of our team was. But they received Jesus and many other people. Folks, that should be normal in our lives. Maybe not to see something like that. But that's what God has for us. It should be part of who we are. That is who we are. When you have an encounter with God, just don't say, that's good, that was good. Go after him. You want to experience him Every day of your life, you can. You can. But it doesn't happen if you don't pursue it. You pursue it and say, I'm not going to quit God till I get this. And don't give up. Jeremiah 29, 11, 13 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Now, when God told Jeremiah that, Israel was devastated. The nation of Israel, the city of Jerusalem was destroyed, and most of the people, the Jews, were taken into captivity to Babylon by 
Nebuchadnezzar. And God told him to have peace. Now think about that. God said, have peace. You can imagine that those words were very powerful to Jeremiah. But he was telling them, if you'll come to him, things are going to be, be good. You see, I was satisfied with my life. I had a good job when I experienced, when I saw that miracle. I had a good job. I had a great family, a loving family. I had a great church. I was a leader in a church and I had a lot of friends. Everything was good in my life. But God had more for me. He had more for me, even though it was a comfortable life. Matthew 21, 22. Whatever you ask for in prayer, believing, you will receive. Do you all believe that? Do you really believe it? You see, I thought I believed that till they brought that crippled, paralyzed woman up in front of me. Where did my faith go? It went down to the bottom. I realized I didn't have the faith. I said I did. I said, God, I believe all your promises. But when a trial comes up like that, what happens to your faith? Folks, God, when God says something, whatever you ask for in prayer, believing, you will receive. Does he mean it? Yes. What is our biggest problem? Do we seek after it with all our hearts? Do we seek it and not give up till you receive what you need or what God wants you to have? That is, that is a problem. Remember when Daniel, when Daniel prayed for what? 20, he didn't receive his prayers for 21 days, but he didn't give up. Amen. You know, and, and I've been guilty of it, of it too, that I'll pray I want something after a few days. Well, I guess I'm not going to get it. You don't give up. You seek it and do it with all of your heart. All of your heart. You know, one of these days, one of these, these days, we're going to be in heaven and we're going to stand before God. You know what it says? When we do, we will know all things, even as we are known. 1 Corinthians thirteen twelve. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. We're going, it says we're going to stand before God and instantly we're going to know everything we did on earth, everything we could have had. We're going to see that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead had been in each one of us all our lives, ever since we received Jesus. We're going to see that we never had to be sick. We never had to be depressed. The gifts of the Spirit, the fr fruits of the Spirit, joy, peace, loving was always available to us. All we had to do is reach out and receive them. Jesus also said, John the Baptist was greater than Moses. Remember that? Then what did he say? The least New Testament saint is, is more than John the Baptist. Now think about that. What he's saying is, you and I are more then Moses, Noah, all these great men of God. Folks, we have the Holy Spirit. They didn't have the Holy Spirit. Can, we, can you believe that? Can you think about yourself greater than Moses, greater than David, folks, you are? 
So why don't we see God do these things? He's waiting for you and me. It's us. We've got to do it. You see, the atmosphere of a child of God should be supernatural peace, joy, power, and taking his glory everywhere we go. The devil knows who we are. The devil knows that the power of God lies in us. He knows what we're capable of. He's just going to do everything he can to keep you from knowing it. I didn't know it most of my life. I really wasn't a interested. I was some. I led a lot of people to the Lord. But I, I wasn't as bad a hindrance as I am now. Because I know who I am. It's time for our eyes to be open. Folks, I know you want to have an encounter with God. But he wants you to experience him daily. Everywhere you go, you're experiencing walking with God. And to be who he created you to be. The devil knows that he, God has given us the power to cast out demons. To heal the sick. To raise the dead. I've seen all those things happen. It's for every one of us. The devil will do whatever. Because he knows when we begin to realize who we are. His kingdom is going to be destroyed. And we're the ones that's going to do it. He's waiting for you and me to open our eyes to who we are. Remember the story of when the disciples were out on the sea and all at once one of them said, man, there's a ghost walking towards us. Then someone said, it's our Lord, it's our master. Then he walked up close. And he said, come. And Peter stepped out of the boat. You know, we don't know. Maybe every one of the disciples could have stepped out of the boat, could have walked on water. We don't know. But, you know, Peter always has a testimony. I walked on water with Jesus. What kind of testimony do the disciples have? I saw Peter walk on water with Jesus. Folks, every one of us has the ability to walk on water to raise the dead, to cast out demons, to heal the sick. It's in every one of us. We need to open our eyes to who we are. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? A normal, average human being? What does God see? My child. A mighty warrior in his kingdom. That's what you should see. That's what all of us should see. When we open that, when we look in a mirror, man, I've got it all. I'm everything. You are. But what holds us down is we don't see ourselves like that. You know that story I told you earlier about Jimmy? He looks in a mirror. He sees that chipped tooth. He thinks about God. That's why he won't fix it. Because he wants to remember that God hit him in the face. Now, I don't, I'm not sure it was God, but he might have had that guy hit him in the face because it changed his life. Because God is waiting for you to be all that he created you to be. We should be experiencing him everywhere we go. But do we really seek after it?
when we have an encounter, we say, God, that was exciting. It was good. And nothing changes. Seek after it. Don't, don't let up till you receive it. You know, God wants every one of us to be who he created us to be. He's got a destiny for every one of you in this room. But we're the ones that has to take that step. And when we do, it's going to be an amazing. So guys, let me ask you something. Are you ever going to say, I can't do it? Uh-huh. You're the only one that said no, Tim. Uh-huh, the rest of you. Y'all follow Tim. Are you going to say no? Come on. You're going to say, yes, I will, God. Okay. Amen. So when God asks you something, you're not going to be like me and say you're nuts, right? I, I wouldn't say that anymore. Folks, God has so much amazing things for you and us. He wants to, you to walk in experiencing him day after day after day. All through the day. And amazing things will begin to happen in your life. You know, I thought, and I did have a good life when, I, when, when this happened to me. I, I did have a good job, a good family, a good church. But it's nothing like I have now. Because you get to see God touch people. And he wants to use you. You, not just a few people, but every one of you. It's in you. We just have to say yes. Amen. Say, so you guys, stand up. Now, I want y'all to close your eyes. God, I want you to speak to everyone in this room. Y'all listen to what he says to you. How can they come to begin experiencing you? Show them, God, what the, if there's things in their life they need to change to truly begin to experience you. Show them, Lord God. Show them, Jesus. Father, make it very plain to them, Lord Jesus. Father, has put in their hearts that they will never say no to you. That, Father, when they have an experience with you, they will seek it from the deep recesses of their hearts. They will hunger for you, for what you have for them, and use them in a mighty way, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for everyone here this morning. We thank you for you, you guys online. God is touching you also. So touch them in a, in a mighty way. And Father, give everybody in this room boldness to step out in faith and to be used by you and to seek your experiences in their lives, Lord God. Never let them step back. And Father, when they look in the mirror, they see who they really are, that they are a child of the mighty God, co-heirs with Christ. They have a mighty destiny, Lord God. Show it. To everyone here. Thank you, Lord. Amen.
Guys, we've got, we thank you for being here this morning. We've got some teams up here. If you need prayer for anything, Marcia's got a testimony real quick. Um, so the Lord has been um, speaking to me about exactly what Harvey's been talking about today and just looking at things that happen to us, like we would consider them bad things, that we would look at it as a chance, an opportunity for a miracle. And so Monday night, um, I stepped out on our front steps, which are brick and cement, and I twisted my ankle, and it was at a 90-degree angle, and it really hurt. And I thought, that is either broke or sprained really bad, and I'm going to be laid up for a couple weeks. You know, those were my first thoughts. And so Pat helped me in the house, and um, we uh, put it, elevated it, put a bag of frozen broccoli on it, and... <laughs> Um, and then I, I just had the thought, well, this is an opportunity for a miracle. And just when I had that thought, Pat started praying out loud and um, just saying, you know, that there's not going to be any pain, you know, and the swelling's going to go down and all this stuff. And um, it just started feeling better and better. And then a little while later, he said, well, why don't you try walking on it? And I tried walking on it, and there was no pain. There hasn't been any pain ever since. Yeah, it's even, um, thank you, it's even better than uh, before I twisted it. It feels stronger, it feels straighter than it was before. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Marcia. So folks, if you need prayer for anything, no matter what it is, healing, freedom from something, if you want to experience God, come up to one of these and we'll pray for you. So... Let God touch you in many ways. Don't miss an opportunity to touch somebody else, okay? Now, if you need something, come up and let God touch you. Amen. Thank you lots for being here.